Crossover Appeal is a show that will sometimes have spoilers, but the hosts promise not to be jerks about it. Also, from time to time, Walt and Annie may get small details about the things they discuss incorrect, and they would like you to know that every time it happens, it is done on purpose to spite you specifically. Enjoy the show! Hey, everybody, and welcome to Crossover Appeal. I'm Walt McGough. And I'm Annie Carty. Hi, Annie. Hey, Walt. Annie, it's been a week. It's been such a week. Oh, man. <laughs> it's one of those weeks where it can be hard to think of reasons to do a pop culture co- podcast, at yeah. least at first. But then I think, you know, self-care matters. It's true. And sometimes you need a break from... Yeah. The horrifying reality in which we currently live. Exactly. And Um, while you're getting yourself ready to take action and keep working and advocating for everybody out mm -hmm. there in the world. Because it's going to be a while, guys. So buckle in. Exactly. Uh, We are still going to be here for you every other week talking about silly little pop culture things, including this week, which is all about escapism. Yes. But also uh, wonderful diversity in many ways it's true um also we on saturday night just took a few hours to unplug and do a big puzzle of dinosaurs and drink wine and it was great yeah so dinosaurs help in all situations oh totally yeah so the dinosaurs are here for you absolutely so annie when we're here every other week what do we do on crossover appeal we take two pieces of pop culture like two TV shows, movies, books, whatever, and mash them right up. Just squish them see, up together. See where they cross over. Yeah. And what are our two this week? This week, we are crossing over Jane the Virgin and Jurassic Park. Yay! Yay! <laughs> uh, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us about Jane the Virgin? Um, Jane the Virgin, I'm just going to say up front, I think it's the best comedy on TV right now. Yeah. Like phenomenal in all respects. Um, so I'm really that. excited to talk about it. If you haven't seen it, oh boy, are you in for some excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane the Virgin is a TV show that's like a comedy drama telenovela mashup of awesomeness. Mashups. Uh, we love yay. mashups. We love mashups. And Jane the Virgin does it so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, it first aired in 2014 and it's currently in its third season. So you really don't have much to, much work if you want to catch up. Yeah. So catch up. It's about a young woman named Jane Gloriana Villanueva. Um, She is a young Venezuelan-American woman living with her mom and grandma. Um, When the show starts, she is in a relationship, but she is um, saving herself for marriage, so she is a virgin. And Um, she had made that that promise when she was a kid. Yeah, so her mom or um, her grandma is like super Catholic and kind of drove home the importance of (laughs) not having sex before marriage um, because Jane's mom was young when she had Mm -hmm. Jane. Um, So Jane has really taken that to heart. Um, But she is, you know, in a committed relationship. Um, She wants to be a writer, um, but she is currently working at this fancy hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, When she goes in for a normal gyno checkup, and gets accidentally artificially inseminated. Oh no! Oh no! So she is Jane, the pregnant virgin. Um, <laughs> even crazier, the insemination was meant for the wife of her boss, owner of this fancy hotel, and super hot guy Raphael. Ooh. So the show. Raphael is the owner and the boss, not the wife. 
Yeah. So his <laughs> <laughs> the wife of Rafael. her boss. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, well, Petra kind of is too because they're well, married. So she's like also managing the hotel. And she pulls some strings. Yeah, she pulls some major strings. Mm-hmm. Um, so the show goes into kind of Jane dealing with this really surprising life change, um, deciding if she wants to have the baby, keep the baby, um, all while she's working at the hotel and dealing with her feelings toward Raphael and her fiance Michael. Um, who's a cop who's investigating this drug ring that's running out of the hotel. There's a lot um, going on in this show. A lot going on in this show. Also, meanwhile, her father, who Jane has never known, shows up on the scene, and he is a telenovela star himself. Yay! Rogelio de la Vega, one of the greatest television characters of all time. And he's a big fan um, of you guys. So yeah, this show has so much stuff in it. Like, that is basically just the beginning of the first season. Mm. Um, and... You know, while it has these awesome telenovela-y plot lines like crime rings and evil twins and murder and love triangles, like it mixes that excitement so beautifully with such real relatable characters and so much warmth and humor and heart. Like Jane and her grandma and her mom are just like one of the best family relationships I can think of from television. Yeah, I think, I mean, the thing that really grabbed me when I was watching this one at first with you was just the the narration style of oh, the show. Oh, yeah, they have a narrator where, going yeah, over everything. And, and it's both a total joke at the overcomplexity of the plot lines, but he is also, as a narrator, deeply invested in the characters as well. And so oh, totally. It's, if it's, if you remember um, Pushing Daisies, like mm-hmm. they have Jim Dale as a narrator there, and I feel like it's kind of similar in that way where it's... A narrator who's like looking out for all the characters. Yeah, it's just a very, uh, I feel like that style is a perfect blend of the style of the show of like this super rollicking, fast paced, funny thing, but also like very, very uh, careful and caring towards the characters. Oh, totally. And they handle some real intense plot lines with such care and thoughtfulness, like um, Jane deciding to be a virgin, Jane deciding to have her baby. her there's a plot line about um one of the characters is undocumented and the process of getting a green card Mm -hmm. um so like real serious stuff mixed in there and and they'll manage to balance plot lines about you know waiting in the hospital to hear if someone who has been attacked is going to live or not with somebody being like secret twins yeah being secret (laughs) twins and all of this like there's just this total ridiculousness but balanced with real human stakes oh my gosh it's phenomenal Mm -hmm. um so major characters include uh, Jane, Jane's mom, uh, Ziamara, who is a mom kind of in the style of Lorelai Gilmore. She's like the fun mom. Um, With more but, showbiz aspirations. Yeah, more shows, showbiz aspirations. She wants to be a singer, um, and she has a beautiful voice we hear her sing on the show, um, and dancer. And she's just got such a huge heart, and I feel like she's made some maybe not great choices in her life, but the show never shames her for it, and mm-hmm. she... Is always there for her family. Like, she's phenomenal. It always takes her decisions and her love seriously. Yeah. Um, And Jane's grandma, um, Alba, like, oh, my God, Abuela can, like, I just cry every time she's on screen because (laughs) she's so phenomenal and fills me with so many feels. And he has written in the show notes for this episode, best grandma on TV in all caps. Yeah, that is phenomenal. I will stand by that. Like Even um, better than the grandma in Dinosaurs? Yeah, Emily, Who? Grandma and dinosaurs. Whatever. (laughs) Not even on the list. She maybe didn't have the same charm. Yeah. I like in the same way that I'm very picky about animated shows, I'm really picky about puppet shows. 
Well, and Dinosaurs is off the air now, so Alba gets well, in on a technicality. No, Alba gets in as best grandma of TV of all time. Even better than Grandma Gilmore. Even better than Grandma Gilmore. Like, I wow. would want Alba Shots over Emily as my grandma. Man. And I love Emily Gilmore, but <laughs> Abuela forever. And I love the grandma from Dinosaurs, so you can sense just how strong of this a connection. This is a very intense yeah. feeling. This is a hard decision. Um other characters are Michael, Jane's fiance, and a local cop investigating the major drug ring aforementioned. Um, Raphael, father of Jane's baby, owner of the hotel where she works. Uh, Petra, Raphael's wife, who was meant to be inseminated and who's got a whole lot of conniving going on on her own with her mom. Like, uh, I think that, she's a great example of like a villain character who then gets shaded yeah, in over the course of the show. Yeah, so that you have you, moments you where you really you're, feel for her. Yeah, you ways. have moments where you really get what she wants and what she's going for, and you over you, like two seasons yeah and even if you don't want her to get it you understand why she's doing yeah. it yeah um and at this point i'm like i just really want her to be okay mm-hmm. um and yeah rogelio de la vega jane's father is oh my god he is like the funniest person on tv he's like if gilderoy lockhart were a really nice guy he's just <laughs> so into the idea of fame but he he has such a big heart and he yeah. loves jane and her family um, and the actor who plays him, J- uh, Jamie Camille, was a I believe, he, yeah, I believe he star, was correct? an actual tele- telenovela star in Mexico. Um, I I will double check that yeah. for the show notes, but I am almost certain that is the case. Yeah, I think everybody, all the actors in this show, are so on board with this the telenovela style, but also with the the human stakes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I cannot say enough good things about this show. I can attest to that. And yes. he cannot say it's enough so good things good. about it's this It's like show. one of the few shows that I'm like actively catching up on while it airs now mm-hmm. that I've caught up to season three. Thanks, Hulu membership. Uh, no, it's not on Hulu anymore. Oh, never mind. No, thanks, Hulu. you, Hulu. Um, so some themes of the show um, is the complexity of family life. Um, Jane grew up with her mom and her grandma, and that got even more complicated when her dad showed up, and even more complicated when she decided to have her baby with someone who had not intended his yeah. baby making stuff to go to her it's complicated you guys. it's super complicated but i love that again the show takes this really intense high stakes soap opera style narrative and mixes it with this beautiful story of family and how you make your family and standing by people even while they're not making great choices and understanding that choices can be very complex yeah and i think the telenovelas and soap operas in general wind up with these huge sprawling families because it's an economy of character and it's yeah. an economy of place. But I think the show does a wonderful job of embracing that, but also looking at it as, okay, if this were a real family, how do these dynamics affect yeah. these people? Oh, how- totally. Um, and from like that, there was a, I think Thanksgiving episode Latin season two. Um, and you get Jane and her family and Raphael and Petra like all around a table and it's just really sweet and I was like wow this is you guys have been through a lot and there's some real crime going on in the background but <laughs> I just want you all to have like a normal life and yeah. get a, get it together for family holidays and be cozy yeah be cozy um another theme is kind of staying true to yourself um so much of the show is just kind of Jane figuring out what kind of person she is and who she wants to be um like, I think in the first episode, we see her say she wants to be a writer. And, like, she, she te- I think she tells that to Raphael and has never told anyone else that. And, mm. like, we get to kind of see her grow as a writer and then Going grow. through the weirdest MFA program in yeah, the world. Yeah. Well, there's no good depiction of 
writing on TV. That's true. Like, it's it's like, up there with what was it, Parenthood's depiction of being a playwright? Oh my God, that was the worst. Yeah. It's, like, uh, I don't understand how writers, like TV writers, can write such off depiction of what it means to be actual writer. I can only imagine that like the actual writing path is so weird and convoluted and and depressing. And and just depressing that you don't want to think about it. That is true. Um, (laughs) But Jane writes romance novels and the show does a really fun kind of trope of like popping characters in and having um, uh, Gina Rodriguez who plays Jane like play characters too and it's funny. Um, But she so she's figuring out who she is career wise and and figuring out who she is as a, a new mother a daughter like who she wants to have a relationship with, um, and so she it's a a kind of coming of age story, um, but it always goes back to Jane kind of being true to herself and mm-hmm. she's a character with so much integrity which is awesome to see on TV she's phenomenal oh my god I love the show, <laughs> um, and another great thing about the show is uh. Latino culture, like mm-hmm. almost all of the characters, I believe, are Latino. Um, I think most of the cast is as well. I mm-hmm. haven't gone into people's particular backgrounds, but yeah, I think the only white character that I can think of is is the fiance. It's Michael, Michael yeah. yeah. And I assume, like, you know, I don't know exactly what his background is, um, mm-hmm. but it's such a wonderful look at what it means to be part of contemporary Latino culture um, from, you know, Alba's plot lines um, about. Uh, moving from Venezuela and being undocumented um, and having her speak entirely Spanish. Um, But like Jane and her mom understand Spanish, but they will respond in English. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's such a, an interesting look at kind of first, second, third generation families. Um, And and it's a show where the default setting is having people of color on the screen, even in minor roles. Oh, totally. Doctors and lawyers, almost everyone they interact with is non-white. And that's really exciting to see. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Um, And yeah, just getting the the look at that kind of telenovela side from Rogelio and how, you know, it provides a show with a lot of humor. But it's also like, this is a real big side of the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. that you know most of us white people don't get a look at um so yeah it's really kind of a cool side of the show um and uh sexuality is a big theme here obviously jane being a virgin and having a baby Mm -hmm. um but yeah also her her mom who is a much more openly sexual person um and is never shamed for it and yeah i think the show takes a lot of care with all sides of sexual identity. Yeah. And it even manages to get into conversations about abortion and about. Yeah. Again, like a really thoughtful conversations, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. Yeah. And then there's twins running around. Yeah. And, evil twins. And, and, and like weirdly convincing face masks. Yeah. That... People on submarines. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know, awesome. Because you, you need that. Yeah. Um, so things that I like in case you haven't already understood. And I everything. think other people will like everything. Um but it's, you know, it's a super exciting plot. Like, just try not to binge this show. Like, I could mm-hmm. watch, like, nine episodes in a row. Annie was legitimately distraught when she did catch up to the show yeah. and now has to watch it on a weekly oh my basis God. instead would, of like, just being able to pound When the it. season three premiere happened, I watched it live. And then I was like, wait, I don't just get to watch the next one right away? They do cliffhangers real good, you oh, guys. Oh, it's so good. Um, so, yeah, just love and crime and mystery and heartbreak and excitement and... Um, it has a love triangle that actually works. Like, I really don't know whether I want Jane to end up with Michael or Raphael. It's phenomenal. Um, the feels. The feels are so feelsy. <laughs> uh, the show is just so 
genuine and heartfelt. Um, and while the drama is high, the emotions are so real. Um, they end again so funny. Rahelio de la Vega delivers hilarious lines, but it's like a genuinely funny show in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's I feel like it. I would classify it as a comedy because it's so funny and oh, yeah. heartfelt, but it like it that. also has again big dramatic moments. It's the perfect show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the cast in general, they're all such great performers and actors, and they have a great chemistry. Like I think a strong cast carries a show really well um and like is really necessary so even if the writing weren't as good i would still watch these people on screen their characters you want to spend time with oh totally um and they bring so much to their characters Mm -hmm. um and so yeah love this show yay everybody go watch it everybody go watch it go watch it right now um unless you want to keep listening in which case we need to boot up our unix systems And get into I know a conversation. That one. <laughs> Yay. Uh all right, you guys, it's time. Let's talk about Jurassic Park. Woo! Um, oh please tell me you've seen Jurassic Park. Oh please. If not, go watch it and then watch Jane the Virgin and then come back and listen to this episode again. But you probably have seen it and should have <laughs> you, seen you're, it. By you're you're playing the theme in your head right now. Oh my god, it's so good. On the uh, melodica cover. Uh on, on of YouTube. Yeah, oh we can post that in the show notes. Yes, please. Um, so Jurassic Park is a 1993 action adventure movie directed by Steven Spielberg and based on a novel by Michael Crichton, um, who I'm just going to go out on a limb and guess plucked it directly from the imagination of every child in America. Um, Accurate. Yeah, this is uh, a movie that just totally epitomizes and perfects the sort of Crichton formula plot arc of humans do something wondrous and amazing that because of greed and bad planning goes wrong for everyone and people die. Um, It's become a trope at this point. It was a trope when Crichton was writing Jurassic Park even, but man, is he good at it. And it gets so fully and perfectly expressed in Jurassic Park. Um, The overall plot of Jurassic Park, in case you've been away from the internet or a movie theater for 30 years, uh, is that a theme park is created where tourists can come and see real live dinosaurs, which have been cloned from DNA found in ancient mosquitoes preserved in amber. Um, The science involved in this, as seven-year-old Walt will tell you, totally checks out. I mean, it seemed legit to me. Oh, yeah. I, I remember there was a National Geographic article about the science behind Jurassic Park when it came out. It was the first time I had ever read National Geographic, (laughs) and I read that article and then would not shut up about it because... I read an article uh, that interviewed people from the San Diego Zoo, and they were like, these people do not know how to take care of animals. We would have no problem taking care of a raptor. Yeah, no, great at cloning dinosaurs, not so great at controlling them. I mean, I guess they're scientists. They're not out there running around. Yeah, but if you have a giant zoo... You need some zookeepers. You'd think. Maybe they should have brought them along in their focus group. Yeah, Um, right. Because speaking of which, the plot of the movie is that the founder of the park, John Hammond, uh, invites a group of experts to come and check it out and put it through its paces before it opens because his investors demand it. Um, There's a little bit of an accident in the opening of the movie that makes them want it to get uh, checked out by what is the strangest assemblage of experts, I think, ever in a movie. Um, We've got Alan Grant, who is played by Sam Neill, who is perfect in it, Um, a paleontologist who hates children but loves dinosaurs, especially because dinosaurs are really great at terrifying children. 
you know, yeah. in a way. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get a whole sequence of him with that claw talking to that, oh, little, sure. that little kid at the dig. Um, yeah, he's got a little bit of a sadistic streak, and it's delightful. Um, he is joined by paleobotanist Ellie Sattler, played by Laura Dern. Oh, Laura Dern. Oh, she's so good, you guys. And she puts her hand elbow deep into a big pile of poop halfway through. Because she's uh, she understands what it takes to deal with giant animals. Yeah, because she's such a good scientist. Right on. Uh, and she's also wearing a big latex glove, oh, so yeah. that helps. Um, and it's for science. Yeah. Uh, they are also joined by Ian Malcolm, who is played by the sort of distressingly <laughs> sexified Jeff Goldblum. Um, it's weird that of all of the potential characters to objectify in this film, Ian Malcolm, far and away, gets the most. Of course. Um, there is nothing more raw and sexual than Jeff Goldblum <laughs> in this film, dripping water on Laura Dern's hand and telling her about and, how and it And like when he gets injured, he's like laying back with his oh, shirt yeah. open. It's like, I've been attacked by dinosaurs. Uh, it's very hard for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so he is a mathematician and a chaos theory theoretician, I guess. Theorist? Theorist, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> because when you want to make sure your amusement park is going to work right, the first person on your list to call is a specialist in an obscure mathematical concept. Um, they tried opening um, obscure mathematical concept park, but it just didn't go so great. So they thought this was the next best thing. I like to think the investors just like saw a TED talk by him and were like, <laughs> "He is very attractive." Yeah, I think Let's we should get, get him in him there to like our park. Yeah, he's uh He's very attractive, this movie asserts. <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, Hammond's grandkids come along for the ride, Lex and Timmy, because why not? <laughs> and like as a kid who I think was like eight or nine when this came out, that made so much sense to oh, me. Yeah. I was like, yes, I do think kids need to be in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, I would have made my own little fanfic in which I self-inserted myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then little, uh, little Hammond's granddaughter named Annie, yep. who's also a really great hacker. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, little, little chubby Annie. You oh. would never run from dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Um, and lastly, the group is rounded out by a lawyer representing the investors named Donald Gennaro, uh, who's not really much of a character. Uh, he's the reason, however, that my grandfather refused to watch this movie. Um, because of bad lawyers. Well, cause, yeah, because he heard that a lawyer got eaten while hiding on the toilet in it. And he was like, I'm tired of the negative depiction of lawyers in movies. This was a very weird stand for him to take. I feel like the... The guy getting eaten on a toilet thing, like that was really big for some reason before the movie, because I remember hearing yeah. it. And for some reason, I thought it would be a horrific scene. Yeah. So I was like really afraid of that particular mm -hmm. part. And then, of course, I saw it and I'm like, oh, he's not. He's just hiding in a bathroom. Right. He's not. But just I just like I thought it would be the most grotesque time. moment. I mean, it I has the potential it's to like be. It's like Leo and the bear, but back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, my grandfather took very weird stints. The only other time I remember arguing with my grandfather about movies was when he insisted that he wouldn't watch Back to the Future because the title didn't make sense. He, well, he has to get back to the future. Right. But it, the whole argument was if he's already been there or if the future is I have to get the back future, to the present, how can you he, already been there? But he's, already, but he's talking to people for whom that is the future. Well, no, this is – this. just imagine this conversation happening between my 70-year-old grandfather and 60-year-old me. Oh. And yeah, that's about where we're at. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, this movie came out at a perfect time for us uh, in our generation as a whole, I think. Oh, yeah. Kids are always obsessed with dinosaurs. And then this movie came out that was just a movie about obsession with dinosaurs. 
dinosaurs. And it looks awesome. Like, it oh, still yeah. looks awesome. It's so good. And uh, yeah, I remember hearing all the way in the run up to the movie, hearing about Timmy getting electrocuted on the fence. Mm. Um, and so that became the moment that I thought was going to be terrible to the extent to which I hid behind the seat in front of me during hey, that man, scene. I, I could not go see this movie because I thought it would be too scary. Uh, this was my first PG-13 movie oh. in the theater. Ooh. Thanks, Dad. Sneaking yeah. me out for an afternoon. You and know. my other grandfather, who didn't really care about the lawyer thing. <laughs> um, so the focus groove goes to the park. Uh, we get lots of fun people seeing dinosaurs action. And then things go wrong and we get lots of great dinosaurs eating people action. Um, the movie asks timeless questions like, will Grant get stuck taking care of the two kids and have to learn to love? Yes. Will Hammond learn that man's I greatest lo- flaw it's, it's like, is hubris? He, can he have it all? Yeah. Can this, he learn to really just settle like, down? This is a movie that really <laughs> flips that concept of like the, the intense career woman who yeah. thinks she doesn't want kids or love, who learns to love kids and Alan love. Alan Grant loved dinosaurs, <laughs> but he was helpless with people. Record scratch. <laughs> Um, Yeah, basically, it really never doubts uh, Ellie Sattler's competence. Uh, She is the smartest person in the movie, and she's also cool with the kids. Um, Yeah, she's she's hilarious, awesome, smart. Yeah, Grant, not so much. Um, But he, he, he learns to warm up. Yeah. And he at least does not want them to die by dinosaurs. It's true. He does a pretty good job of preventing that. And the most important question of all, of course, will Jeff Goldblum take his shirt off and lounge seductively? And the answer, oddly enough, is yes. Yeah. So this movie has everything. It does. Uh, this movie is so fun, you guys. Oh my god, you all know this. Everybody listening to this knows how fun this movie is. Um, I love it, especially because you get all of these thrilling action elements, and you also get wall-to-wall fun, sort of behind the scenes at a theme park things. Um, there's so much fun playing around with what a theme park built around dinosaurs would be like. We get Mr. DNA introducing oh, us Mr. DNA. to uh, the cloning how- process. We get the Jeeps that are running on rails that then, of course, shut down because they're not powered. You get to run through the visitor center in the kitchen. I mean, there's just this- And like things, you can see the theming of a yeah. Jurassic Park theme park, which is cool. Like, this is this was meant to be a business. And then the, you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean ate people. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some pirates did have to resort to cannibalism. That's I mean, historically it's, correct. Yeah. Stuck out so on that ship. Stuck out on that ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's such a lovely overlay of commercialization to the whole movie. I mean, it's a summer blockbuster, so even on the meta level there is. But you see throughout the movie the ways in which people were hoping to capitalize on these dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lovely I, little fun sense. game to play. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Also, every single character in this movie is amazing and memorable. Um, even the ones who are just on screen for a few minutes before they get eaten by dinosaurs. You've got Robert Muldoon, played by Bob Peck. He's like the badass hunter who winds up actually being super ineffectual, but he has a really cool hat. So I played him all the time when I was a little kid. Uh, um, yeah, that's true. He really doesn't manage to do a lot no he gets it like he totally gets yeah. why the raptors are dangerous does not help him one bit no. um, but yeah little eight-year-old walt had a jean shirt and a fedora and i just pretended that that meant i was muldoon of course yeah it, it didn't go great <laughs> although i think um sam neil was the one in the jean shirt and the fedora well it was sort of a hybrid okay you know i was kind of going for your paleontologist slash dinosaur hunter. hunter yeah i was big into paleontologist hybrid careers yes um, for a while growing up my career path was going to be a paleontologist and then on the way to and from the digs i would be a stand-up comedian <laughs> yeah just um, like all the paleontologists out there exactly uh it's still the backup i think um you also get dennis nedry played by when wayne knight who just wants you to know that you didn't say the magic word and then gets yeah. eaten by dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, it's it's a real good moment when he gets eaten by a dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, no. He's the perfect sleazy he, guy oh, who causes everything to go he's wrong. He's the perfect adventure movie villain. Yeah. You he's got just s- selfish, 
and does not even think that everybody's going to die because of his actions. No, he's great. I mean, he's just he's the perfect guy to hate. Um, and then you get Samuel L. Jackson popping up as Ray Arnold. Like, I forgot mm-hmm. for a while. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, who else could ever deliver the line, hold on to your butts so true. in a way that would work? Mm-hmm. Um, and even like Lewis Dodgson, who's the guy who hires Dennis Nedry, is this weirdly memorable, odd guy who has one scene at the beginning of the movie. I mean, this is just a movie that is stacked wall to wall with delightful people, many of whom get eaten by giant lizards. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, the dinosaurs, you guys, uh, obviously, this movie was one of the first real CGI proof of concept movies, but it was all sort of CGI mixed with practical effects in a way that was really, really uh, versatile and tactile and convincing in a way that movies almost immediately forgot about and started going full CGI. Um, Um, But I think it's a great example of that's how CGI can be used to great effect. mm -hmm. It's like you can have it enhance actual tactile effects and yeah. and then make this incredibly real looking world that is super unreal absolutely and speaking of which like literally almost every single dinosaur thing that is in this movie is incorrect yeah. um you know the t-rex the, can't see motion yeah right the velociraptors are are not tiny which is what velociraptors were and like had kind of feather they're yeah. like really mean chickens yeah the dilophosaurus is just not a thing like the spitter <laughs> like literally and and you don't care you just watch it and the fact that they're playing around with these giant robots a giant monster like is so much fun. They took DNA and spliced it with other DNA. So these aren't even technically dinosaurs. Yeah, they're frogosaurs. They're frogosaurs, but yeah. no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> um, themes of this movie are timeless. Uh, don't try to boss nature around because mm-hmm. nature doesn't like it. Zoos are bad and will kill you. <laughs> uh, don't be greedy or dinosaurs will kill you. Um, evolution is awesome and dinosaurs become birds eventually. I mean, this is all dinosaurs. of the themes that have, have inhabited the most uh, lasting fictions of our time. Of course. Are boiled down into this movie. Yeah. Uh, you guys, it's so perfect. Oh, I just, I can't even. I want to go watch it again right now. We just love all these things in this episode. I know, and we needed it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and speaking of things we need, I think we need some games. Well, no, we have to talk about the oh, general. Good. It was, see, it, I did it. It was my turn to forget about the crossover. Yeah. So um, um, let's let's look at thematically how these two crossover because I think oh, yeah. this is one of I'm the curious. more difficult ones we've had. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Alan Grant learns the value of family. Uh, that is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also. You don't want to mess up your science. Mm-hmm. You don't want to inseminate the wrong lady. Yeah. And you don't want to have dinosaurs learn to breed on their own. I would say Gynecology that- is very important in either Dynecology. Dynecology! <laughs> Hello, I'm uh, Dr. Dinosaur. I'll be your gynecologist today. <laughs> Put those little rubber gloves over those tiny claws. Oh, man. Man, I- I'm not a woman and I'm horrified by this <laughs> mental image. I don't know what you're, how it's you're so positive about it. not as horrifying as other things that are happening to women in the very near future. <laughs> oh, Dr. Dinosaur, if only. Um, oh, I would say both Hammond and Raphael have learned the difficulty of managing mass tourism-based industries. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think um, the that big theme of like you, you're trying to manage this giant business and people are using you as a cover, mm-hmm. basically. Like Nedry, you yeah. know, trying to steal things and sell them and um, a major drug ring yeah. doing um, plastic surgery out of your basement in your hotel. Chaos theory, little th- little actions have big effects. Yeah. And nature finds a way nature to get you pregnant, way. apparently. Yeah, nature really finds a way. Yeah. And, you know, for Jane the Virgin, nature is your boss's alcoholic 
doctor sister. Mm, that's true. Oh, Louisa. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Louisa. Um, so yeah, I think thematically there's there's a lot of rich ground for this to yeah, cover. Yeah, the, the life brings you unexpected challenges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, let's just go with and that. And you have to rise to the occasion. Yeah. You know, life can be messy, family can be messy. You just have to fight the dinosaurs that you have to fight. <laughs> And I'll hope that there's a helicopter you can fly off on. It's true. I feel like I should be, I should underlay inspiring music underneath that. Dinosaurs, fight the dinosaurs you dinosaurs, have to fight. Dinosaurs, they tried to eat us. This is Annie's theme song to Jurassic Park. we love them so. <laughs> yes, we love them so. Dinosaurs. And then it just repeats, but it's always so a good time. So now you all know how terribly I sing. And this is what I sing when anyone mentions Jurassic Park. Yep. So don't I, be my friend, basically. I can attest to that. Yep. <laughs> Still worth it. Um, now let's get on to some games. No, we have to God. talk about literally how they cross over. Mm. I know you're excited. See, that's why we need a thing in the show notes that is like, talk about the crossover. Yeah, I'm and literally not putting just... that note in now that says, don't forget the crossover. Yeah, right. All right, great. So how do these physically cross over? So um, my idea is that... Hammond is planning Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. He is very excited about bringing everyone in and showing them the majesty of dinosaurs. Sure. Where are they going to stay? Oh, no. You know, you have, like, Disney World has all the Disney hotels. Mm -hmm. So he has to contact Raphael and see if Ah. they can work out a deal to, you know, start building hotels Mm -hmm. um, so that you can have guests to your dinosaur island. Um. You know, Raphael has been dealing with a lot of bad press about all the people dying in his hotel. Yeah, totally. Um, so this seems like a really interesting business opportunity. It probably also means that Hammond can get him pretty cheap. Yeah, right. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's something that he's he's going to go out and explore. Mm-hmm. He decides that he is going to visit Dinosaur Island, and Hammond says, "You know what? I get. I want to make sure you know that." This is going to be a great place for family. So mm-hmm. bring guests. We want to show you this. We want you to have the full experience of what your guests will have. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so he brings the rest of the Jane the Virgin cast of course. to for like a free vacation. Yeah. I feel like this is like one of those like uh, Brady Bunch holiday specials or something. Yeah. Where it's just like a little spinoff <laughs> or like special. like that one where Full House all went to Hawaii and yeah. then they sang with the Beach Boys. Exactly. <laughs> the Beach Boys hate them. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that was the first, you know, fun fact, that was the first use of the TVMA rating yeah. in history. Um, it was invented just for that purpose because yeah. it was very grisly. It was. Yeah. The Beast Boys are hungry. It's true. They will not be denied. Brian no. Wilson, he's not lying in bed anymore, you no. guys. He's coming right after you. Um, Man, that would be horrifying to see in my rearview mirror. Yeah. Just a Hawaiian shirt. Objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Yeah. Brian Wilson is right there. I mean, the Beach Boys did hang out with the Mansion family, so there's precedent. That's a a terrible crossover. Yeah, no, that's not a kind of crossover that we'll be talking about on this show because no thanks. Um, Yeah, I think I was thinking similarly along those lines. Jane the Virgin goes to Jurassic Park. I think I could also see maybe they're doing renovations on the hotel and they find underneath a bunch of preserved fossils Mm. and amber mosquitoes. Ah. And then John Hammond comes out and has to do, you know, some mining work around the hotel. And there's all sorts of scheming with uh, Dodgson showing up and trying to get a hold of Mm. the amber. And then they do some on-site cloning. And then all of a sudden you got dinosaurs in your hotel. Yeah. Um, And that's a problem. That is a problem. Because they're very 
demanding. Um, yeah, they, they they don't clean up after themselves. No, they don't carry their own bags and they don't tip the bellboys no, because they, their tiny hands they, they can't reach into their purse. Exactly. They don't know how, and they don't even really know what money is. No. So yeah, but you know, nature finds a way. Nature and finds a way. Eventually, uh, I think you know the dinosaurs and the hotel hotel staff all start getting along, and maybe there's like a Velociraptor on the telenovela now. Yeah. Oh, I would like if. Well, actually, so Rogelio's show um in like you know second to third season Mm -hmm. um is basically the telenovela version of doctor who where he's a time traveler so there you go who like changes history so i could see him co-starring with the raptor yeah or like three actual velociraptors standing on each other's shoulders in a trench coat oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna be a dinosaur guy we're gonna be on television Yay! Yeah, and I don't know. Then somebody hacks something because you got to have hacking in the Jurassic Park crossover. Got to hack the hack. Um, But I I think I think Jane the Virgin goes to Dinosaur Island seems like the winner for me, especially because Jurassic Park is a geographical location. Yeah, so it's hard to like insert that into something else. Oh, totally. Although nature finds a way. Nature finds a way. Um, Yeah, yeah, I can see a lot of excitement and running around. What if Jane got pregnant because she had frog DNA? Oh, that's creepy. No. Yeah, no, I was a... I was willing to go for Dino Gyno, but, <laughs> but this that. is this is Maybe a Maybe Dr. Dinosaur far. did it. No. Dr. Dinosaur we don't know what his agenda is. No. They have back a totally up, back, up, back They off have that a completely one, different morality system, it's... Annie. We don't know. No. <laughs> All right, fine. Thank you. Jane the Virgin goes to Jurassic Park. And has a normal baby. Mateo is adorable. <laughs> Does she bring him to the park? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, Mateo's got to be there, and they've got to, like, save Mateo. Yeah, that's true. Hashtag oh. save Mateo. Hashtag save Mateo. From hashtag dinosaurs. Yeah. So. Mateosaur. So can we play games now? Yes, now we can play games. We can play games. Let's play some games. Kiss your faces. Um, who's going to make out? I think I'm just going to go ahead and, and edit my question a little bit and say to you, Annie, who's going to make out with Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Let's cut to the chase. I, I feel like. Like Petra really could use some some good old mm-hmm. like Jeff Goldblum love. <laughs> you know the kind, ladies. Ladies, um, sometimes yeah, you just need like, that Goldblum love. I feel like um, the love triangle of Jane the Virgin of Jane, Michael and Raphael. Like I, I like them both so much, mm-hmm. but like I, I I would love Petra to end up with someone else. Yeah, um, and I think that. She is uh, very, very motivated in many mm-hmm. ways, and I think she needs someone who can uh, make her laugh and Just drip some water on her drip hand. Drip some water on her hand and talk about chaos theory. I feel like Petra would really get chaos theory. Yeah, she'd would be like, "My life her. is chaos." Yeah, so, so I see that. So absolutely, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. I think that was my leading couple as well, um, for sure. Uh, yeah. How about Raphael? Man, I'm cause... trying to think if he and Ellie would actually get along. I don't know. No, he's a little vain. Yeah, I mean, and I think she needs someone a little more. I could actually see more Ellie and Michael. Yeah, that was a thought as I yeah. had as well. Because he's just pretty stable and normal. Yeah, like he's a nice, normal guy. Yeah, he likes like, kids. Yeah. Grant doesn't. Well, no, Raphael likes his kid. No, and, well, I said Grant doesn't. Grant doesn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah he, she could be like, hey, I'm going to get a university job yeah. with my cop husband. Although, you know, that would make some... Jane the Virgin plotline finagling, but oh, that's true. It would take a little bit of work, but that's yeah, okay. That's okay. Yeah, we would just rectify uh, that triangle right yeah, there. Yeah, right. And you know, there is also um, Louisa, who is a big mess on the show. Mm-hmm. She is Raphael's sister. Oh yeah, the one who impregnates Jane, mm-hmm. and um, has some problems. She 
is in a relationship with someone who is not so good for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, depending on the way Ellie um, approaches her sexuality, I could maybe see her as a a really good influence for Louisa. And Jurassic Park is never all that explicit in the movie about... Ellie and Grant being together. Yeah. They're sort of like flirty by convenience. I mean, they're out in the middle of the desert together. Yeah, but I get, you know, they're, I don't see no ring. No, exactly. He did not lock that down. No. All right, Annie, I'm going to play my MasterCard now. What? John Hammond, Abuela. I could kind of see that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, Abuela has had... I was expecting a much more ecstatic reaction than I, than I got. That was actually a little disappointing. No, I'd been thinking about that too. Oh, dang it. Oh, hon. They're the two older people. That's true. They're the two senior citizens. Yeah. I was so excited though. I, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) At least I had that. Um. They can sit and watch birds together. Yeah. And like, I think he'd be someone who would like learn Spanish. Mm. Um, I think he really does care about people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think he he would. And I be think she really with... does care about dinosaurs. I think so. I could see that in her heart of hearts. Yeah. Oh, maybe she's like a real science nerd inside. I could see that. Yeah. Um. Let's move on to the battle dome. Uh yeah. Oh man, who would fight? Yeah. Well, I mean, dinosaurs and black and everybody. I think some of the Jane the Virgin cast is going to have to get eaten by dinosaurs. Yeah. That's just the rules of the park. You must be this many eatings by dinosaurs to enter. Um, so yeah, who, who do we want to, who gets, uh, thrown to the metaphorical dino wolves? Um, I want to throw Petra's mom. Oh yeah. She's terrible. She's got yeah. like one eye now and she's still trying to manipulate things from jail. Yeah. She would help uphold like the morality yeah, of the she dinosaurs threw all by down getting eaten. stairs. Oh no. Yeah. Dinosaurs yeah. would totally eat her in the same way that like Nedry is on screen getting eaten and mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. Yeah. She'd get like the, the heck yeah death. Yeah. Of getting eaten by dinosaurs. Um, do we have a sense of which dinosaur? Um, I would say the raptors because they're so smart and she mm-hmm. like she's a manipulator. She's a smart lady. Oh yeah. She's a bad lady. She tries to con the raptors and it does not go well. No. They know that they the dice know. are loaded or that there's no money in the briefcase. They know how to, yeah, open a door and They do. Yeah. And that was a great moment in the movie. Oh, that moment. So good. That, it's almost as good as the green jello moment. Yeah. Um, um also in a less dinosaurs eating people battle dome, I could see um uh, Lex and Timmy fighting with um, Rahelio's former stepdaughters. Um, Ooh. Oh, I can't remember their names now. But How old are they in the show? They're like in high school. Okay. Um. So I, And they're very social media conscious. They're always on their phones. But So I can uh, see them kind of being tech savvy in a way. Sure. And they know Unix. Yeah, they know Unix. They're like, whatever. Yeah, I, know I know how that to too. post stuff to Unix. I just opened all the doors. What now? Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but also super want to be famous yeah. and are selfish and self-involved. So, yeah, I feel like Timmy and Lex would be like, no, we've got to save the park from the dinosaurs. And they're going to be like, we're going to get famous from this. Yeah, I think so. Um, best buddies, I think. Uh, oh, Muldoon. And what's the crime boss's name? Sinrostro. Sinrostro. Really? I feel like, yeah, I feel like. Well, he, Muldoon is a good person. I mean, we don't know that. We know that he does. We see, know that he's not I a fan of raptors. Them being kiss your faces. Well, yeah, I think it would be like a very charged relationship. Uh, yeah, but uh, think, but then I think he would end up. He might be an enforcer for her. We all look. All uh, we know about Muldoon's value system is that it does not include raptors in it. He is not a fan of raptors. We no. don't know how he feels about people. That is true. Yeah, I could. I, don't know, I think. Uh, although you know, Sinrostro does not swing that way. But oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's true. So maybe maybe they'd they be best buddies. Yeah. They would respect each I other. Know, but I gosh, I never thought Muldoon would be on the side of evil. Well, he didn't get enough screen time to, to determine it. So that is so he's a true. free agent. No. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Who else is buddies? Um, who's Raphael palling around with? Um, I mean, I could see him with um, what's his name? Hammond. Hammond. Yeah. No, not Hammond. Grant. Grant. Yeah. yeah. Where they're like, wow, we did not expect to be father figures to anyone. Yeah, man, we're just kind of normal guys hanging out. What is happening? <laughs> And then Trying Raphael to... would also take his shirt off with Jeff Goldblum. Oh yeah, like, they would just sun themselves here. on the. On yeah, the beach. right. How about Rahelio? He and he and Ian Malcolm would be very good friends. I feel like he and Jeff Goldblum. Oh yeah, I mean I they just are like the sex the, symbols. Yeah, and like the real character characters. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, the character characters. Um, and I think Jane would like look out for uh, yeah. Lex and Timmy because she. I mean, she's a teacher. Yeah, she cares about kids, so I think she would be like, we need to make sure that they're okay. Yeah. Um, so maybe not a best buddies, but um, a, a like a big sister. Yeah, big sister relationship there. Yeah, yeah. I think she would do well. I feel like she and Ellie would also be friends. Oh, totally. Very mm-hmm. competent, cool women. Yeah, who are just making it making it work. Yeah, in a super weird world. Yeah, just trying to hold it all together yep. and not get eaten by various dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, who is the T Rex going to be buddies with? Hmm. Let's, I'm going to rephrase. Who do we want to see riding a T-Rex? Honestly, I feel like I could go back to Sinrostro. Yeah. Riding a T-Rex. Like, yeah. if anyone's going to bust out, you'd be like, she takes a mask off, and you're yeah. like, what? If a T-Rex takes a mask off? No, it's Sinrostro. And she's a T-Rex? And she's a T-Rex. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's very convincing disguises. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I really want to watch this spinoff episode very, very badly. Yes. I feel like this would be a great like Thanksgiving Day kind oh, of yeah. TV movie. Yeah, exactly. Where you're like, I cannot deal with my own family at this point. I no. want to deal with someone else's family. And dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. Yay. Um, so if we do want to deal with someone else's family and dinosaurs, Annie, what kind of reader's advisory would we say for folks? So if this all sounds awesome to you... Um, I would recommend, um, on the YA side, uh, Gabby, A Girl in Pieces by Isabel Quintero, um, which is a lovely book about a young Latina woman dealing with love and family and also writing. Um, Yeah, just really charming and beautifully written. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, Yaki Delgado Wants to Kick Your Ass by Meg Medina. Such a good title. Such a good title. And like... I remember thinking like, oh, it's, you know, it's a book about a um, a young, also Latina teenager who is being bullied at school. Um, so I thought, okay, it's going to be a bullying book. And mm-hmm. that's certainly in there. But it's also this wonderful family story with just so much sensitivity. Like, I always, like, whenever I think about that book, I just feel like a little more heartbreak for pity. And Aww. it's just, oh, so wonderful. Um, if the kind of multi-generational m- women bond sounds good to you um gilmore girls again i i kind of want to see if alba is your favorite tv oh grandmother alba wins the grandma race um actually i think <laughs> i think all <laughs> I the Villanueva, i'm gonna say all the via nueva women win yeah like over the gilmores over the gilmores i'm sorry i, can I agree love with that. the gilmores but like yeah. oh team Villanueva. yeah they also um, cover a bit more ground they do um But, like, I just want to see all of them get together for, like, a wacky road trip. Maybe we'll loop back into a crossover. Maybe we'll loop back for that. Um, 
for uh, like a fun ensemble in a kind of not real but also real reality, um, Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Like that's got a real cool expanded universe as well. And you're like, oh, I recognize a lot of reality here. Yeah. But Builds it's a very also fun world. totally weird. Yeah. Um, and for that super high drama, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Um, and I think that the Shonda Rhimes shows feed right into that, too. Yeah. Like it's it's less wacky. High drama, um, but still that kind of like I cannot watch just one episode yeah, of you. They have a soap opera telenovela yeah. sort of approach to conflict. Yeah, it's like cliffhanger, and now this right, is happening, and exactly. everything keeps going wrong. Oh yeah, um, with great ensembles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, if you're into musicals, I would recommend In the Heights, um, featuring a largely Latino cast, um, and it's just like a beautifully written show with so much warmth and heart. And it, really it has the, opos- the awesomeness of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, this is pre-Hamilton. Just so good and so well-written and fun. So amazing. And yeah, just like I sometimes put on uh, Carnival de Barrio and like dance around. Yeah. See so it if good. you can, but listen to the cast. Even just listen to the cast recording. Yeah. And it will like make we, you happy. We saw a production in Boston, which was phenomenal. So mm-hmm. like... Not the original cast, but still yeah. great. And then get the cast album with the original cast. Yeah. Also awesome. Oh, so good. Um, yeah. And for Jurassic Park, uh, there's a lot of different things that you can do. Um, I think the most immediate one right now is you can watch Westworld on HBO because it is literally the exact same plot structure. People who should not be running theme parks yeah. running theme parks. It's bad amusement park security bingo. Um, but yeah, Westworld is a little bit more ponderous, a little bit more thoughtful and more drawn out because it's a series and on HBO. More boobs yeah more boobs and more ultra violence but yeah. actually in a way that i feel is handled pretty maturely on hbo's part uh it feels there's a lot about westworld that feels a little bit like a meta narrative about hbo shows in general and the use of titillation and violence in entertainment um i'm not going to say that it's done intelligently enough to like fully make that point mm. but they're at least engaging with it in a way that has been actually really pleasantly surprising for me as i have watched the show it also does atmosphere very well it's a ve- it's a show where like you always feel like you're on the edge of something about to go wrong um which is good because it's a show all about things at an amusement park going wrong. Um, Ten-year-old Walt would very much want you to go pick up a copy of Raptor Red by Robert T. Backer. Um, He was an actual paleontologist who wrote a novel that is from the perspective of and about a Utah raptor, which is the actual big raptor, um, in prehistoric times. It's really operates more as like a tour through the understanding of the prehistoric era um, but it's actually managed to get some sort of character drama without any dialogue and it's just a kind of fascinating like I would say middle grade book uh, to pick up so you know I have no idea if it holds up or not but it sure was awesome when I read it when I was 10 and it has a little hologram on the cover so that's always a sign of quality um, there's so much about Jurassic Park that is also tied up into what makes Steven Spielberg a great director um, all of his early movies but things like E.T. Jaws Indiana Jones, especially Raiders, like there's that sense of adventure and sense of fun and sense of wonder and awe that uh, you can just mainline with him as a director. Um, the film Lake Placid, no, seriously, uh, it's basically a spoof of these kinds of creature features, uh, but manages... Or you could watch terrible sci-fi yeah, original, original movies. movies. Yeah, but I feel like Lake Placid is the right, the split down the middle where it's not as bad as a sci-fi original. It's certainly not as good as Jurassic Park, but it has fun with itself. BR 
Arthur's in it and she's great. No, or no, um, uh, Betty White. Betty White, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she's great in it. Um, and yeah, it's just a, it's a good time if you're hungover on a Saturday morning. Um, and lastly, if you're into video games, I cannot highly recommend enough Portal and especially Portal 2. Portal 2 is the most satisfying gaming narrative experience I have ever had. But they both strike a lot of a fun tone. They go more comedy, but uh, the tone of like the bureaucracy of crazy science and what it's like to be back uh, backstage at an insane science laboratory um so yeah super duper fun do not watch jurassic world worst movie ever just don't waste your time it's real bad you guys i could rant about that movie for so long yeah maybe we'll do a bonus episode where we talk about how bad jurassic world is um such a failure i know like it got great reviews and people enjoy it but like they shouldn't, no, have. they shouldn't no have in their bad people park. if they did. Hmm? Uh, they shouldn't have in their bad people if they did. Yeah. <laughs> we no don't one actually runs from a dinosaur that. in high heels. Just no. We don't actually think that, but it's a real bad movie, you it's guys. It's a bad movie. Yeah. So don't watch it. Um, but yeah, on that very adamant note. Yeah, right. Um, Annie, if people want to find more crossover appeal content, what can they do? Uh, they can find the show notes and lots of other fun content yeah on... including information on where to find the shows and movies yeah, that we talk about yeah. and Thanks, what our Jessica. recommendations are Yay. and um yeah so you can find that at crossover appeal um if you have thoughts on the stuff we talk about or want us to talk about other things as well you can email us at crossover appeal podcast at gmail.com uh, you can find us on Facebook at Crossover Appeal Podcast. We do on off weeks. We have threads about what people are watching each week. Yeah. And sort of pop culture catch up. So let us know what stuff you, what media you've been enjoying or mm-hmm. not enjoying. Exactly. Um, that's almost more fun sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and on Twitter, if you just want to drop us a quick thought of 140 characters or less, you can go to at Crossover Appeal. Um, and um, if you like this and you this is the first episode you've heard, you can subscribe on iTunes yeah. or other places you find podcasts. And if you're continually enjoying it, you can leave us a rating on iTunes or you can tweet about mm-hmm. us. Yeah, we really, really appreciate all of our ratings and reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have a special place in all our hearts. Yeah, it's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we appreciate all of the interacting that we're getting to do with all of you guys, mm-hmm. especially super fun. in times like this. Yeah, um, thanks, guys. Yeah, it's super fun to just hang out and talk about the things that we love with all of you and we love all of you guys yeah um, and we're in it together yeah thanks for listening uh we're gonna keep being awesome and we're all gonna be doing it together but in the meantime until two weeks from now uh we're signing off uh this has been crossover appeal i'm walt mcgoff i'm annie cardi and we are reminding you to as always please ship responsibly